Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Nerd Podcast. That's Never Ending Retro Dialogue. I'm Jordan. And I'm Doug. Today is a special twofer. Oh, yes. It is the end of the month for December and... And... The Christmas Special the Part cr- 2. Yes. Because I think yes. we did one last year, right? We did do one last yeah, year. so this is our second Christmas special. It is. Second time around the sun. Ooh. Sorry. I'm or around to... the snow globe. Oh, yeah. Well, all we are is a snow globe, like that one TV show. Yes. You know, I can't think of what the TV show is, but... Or Krampus. Isn't oh. that how Krampus ended the I don't movie? know. I've never seen Krampus. Oh, my God. That yeah. is a fun holiday movie holiday horror movie yeah a yeah. rare a rare thing yeah fun can't um, believe you've never seen krampus yeah i know I, it's been on my list for a long time well, but you should yeah yeah it's good anywho yeah so i feel like we've got quite a bit to talk about because we're doing both both things you know yes um what we did and it's going to be a jam-packed episode <sighs> yeah not a dream, not an imaginary tale. Yes, no. This is not a fever dream. No. Um, we will be performing feats of strength. There will be airing of grievances. Yes. And uh, probably a lot of hot takes to make everyone mad. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what we did last yeah, year, right? The, the whole infamous... Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Well, it was Die Hard and Elf. Die... Well, yes, yes, I... Mm, Elf. Although I will tell you, um, before you showed up at the house... Um, I, I, uh, angered the oldest offspring because we were talking about Die Hard and, and Lethal Weapon and I said, they're not Christmas movies and my buddy Jay, who you met today, mm-hmm. um, said, well, they most certainly are. <laughs> and if they're not Christmas movies, then neither is Home Alone. And I said, you're correct. And and then Madeline had some strong opinions about yeah. that, as did uh, Weldy. <laughs> but um, I am of the opinion that Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. It's simply a movie that takes place <laughs> during Christmas. During Christmas, wow. It is Die Hard for Kids. Mm-hmm. Look, look at the similarities right. between the two. I'm just going to say that's another hot take on a cold day. Yeah, so there so. we go. Uh, first of all, what we should talk about is uh, happy birthday. You had a birthday this month. I did. Yes, thank you. Um, what Did you do anything special this, this time for your birthday? Oh, so let's see. Um, my wonderful mother-in-law uh, made some homemade lasagna. Mm. She makes, which you got to, yeah, to yeah, try. Yeah, that was good. Um, she, as I tell everyone, um, I had a choice between... Uh, tiramisu or lasagna and everyone thought I was crazy because I chose lasagna but I can get a pretty good dessert at a lot of different places but I cannot get lasagna like that anywhere else and now that you've tried it I think you understand well you know tiramisu I'm not a big tiramisu fan anyway Mm because that's coffee flavored right yes coffee coffee. and and there's alcohol in it and so yeah lasagna but I feel like so I feel like tiramisu is kind of like the same wherever you get it Mm mm-hmm but lasagna is almost always different. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. She makes an amazing lasagna. And so, yeah, so we did that. Um, and then, what else did we do? Oh, gosh. Sharon and I, what did we do? <laughs> oh, 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 no. She's going to get me for this one. We had, oh, no. Gwaldy came over. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sharon had to go and she spent time with. Uh, Maddie to help her get ready to leave OU. 
because we had to pick her up for right. uh, the end of winter first semester uh, or fall semester. So yeah, so then Weldy came over and we went out to eat. Uh, he got to experience Benny's Pizza in-house for the first time. He's only ever had a takeout before. Wow. So, um, but yeah, so it was it was a nice, serene um, birthday. Good. Um, anyone who's friends of mine saw on Facebook, it was kind of a dude-themed, because Sharon ended up getting me uh, uh, a dude pop, well, he had found a dude Christmas ornament, right. and uh, which is just absolutely amazing. And then Sharon got me this uh, WKRP in Cincinnati uh, turkey drop shirt, because mm-hmm. uh, that is just one of my favorite TV episodes of all time, not just holiday-themed. That's just such a great... The ending of that is just amazing. <laughs> um, whoever's... If you have not watched it, if you're not of a certain age, go to YouTube search WKRP turkey drop and just watch that it's fun yeah um so yeah so very relaxing good yeah yeah good it's always interesting to me because you have a birthday so close to Christmas so what does that you know does that do you get do you get more gifts or do you get less gifts um (laughs) for the longest time I lived that uh have you seen the meme all I want for Christmas is for you to remember my December birthday. No. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I was I was one of the childs who. Well, here you go. This is this is your birthday on Christmas. Uh-huh. No, Sharon, Sharon and the kids do. They do pretty good. Good. Uh, Wyatt got me some cool Bengals swag. Hmm. Got me a nice new Bengals hat and a Bengals Tervis stainless steel Tervis, which is awesome, and. Uh, Madeline got me some nice uh, adult beverages. Oh, tracksuit Santa being one of them. If you're if you're local to the Central Ohio area, or well, I don't know how far out Columbus Brewing goes, but if you want a, a great uh, holiday seasonal adult beverage, tracksuit Santa from Columbus okay. Brewing Company is is the one to get, in my opinion. So yeah, so overall, and then we got together. What day did we get together? Sunday, right? Uh, yeah. And that's where the yes, we the Christmas miracle the happened. Christmas miracle. <laughs> so, um, we were exchanging gifts, and Doug handed me his gift to me, which was perfectly square, and that triggered something in me to compare it to my gift for Doug. Which was also perfectly square. <laughs> so I held the two wrapped uh, presents next to each other, and they were the same exact size. And as it turns out, we both got each other the same exact gift for Christmas we this sure year. Did. We sure did. <laughs> now, that has never happened to me in my life. Uh, no. No. So no, that, no was that was pretty, pretty funny. Um, we got a copy of The Mysteries, which is uh, Bill Watterson's new book. With John Cast? Yes, I believe that's... I, I don't know if that's how you say it, but it's spelled like that. Cashed, maybe. Cashed, yeah. But it was hilarious. Yeah. And on the way to your house, I was like, if anybody's going to get me the mysteries for Christmas, it's going to be Doug. But the odds of that are astronomical. Because there's just no way... You, that just happens in the movies, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it happened. It happened. There it was. Fantastic. It, it was. It was fate. For any of you who don't know, Bill Watterson right. is, um, he's best known for creating uh, 
the newspaper comic strip Calvin and Hobbes, right. which is a personal favorite of both of ours. Right. Um, I'm staring at the complete Calvin and Hobbes <laughs> library right now yeah. underneath my desk. Um, this is the mysteries is a departure from that a huge uh, departure. huge departure. It's uh, labeled a fairy tale for adults. Yeah. If you bought it as a Waterston fan, hoping that you would be rejoined with some of the Calvin and Hobbes magic, you're going to be disappointed. Right. That being said, um, have you read it yet? I did. I read it last night. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. I loved it. it I, yeah. It, to me, was, as a person who is frequently creating different things, mm-hmm. I totally understand where Bill Watterson's coming from, not wanting to do the same thing over mm-hmm. again. And I don't know the other guy, but um, it said that, the book said that it was a departure for both of them. Mm-hmm. Well, wasn't he, like, he's mostly known for caricatures. That's right, and, that's right, yeah. And he's like a pop, pop cartoonist or yeah. something or other. So, yeah, so they were both cartoonists, but... He did mostly characters of famous people, and um, and Bill Watterson did Calvin and Hobbes. And I think after he did Calvin and Hobbes, I think after he wrapped up Calvin and Hobbes, he was a painter. Yeah, mostly. So this book is just so unique. Yes. Um, the picture. Did you watch the video? I have not watched okay. the video yet. So if you watch the video, so I sent you a video about the making of the book, mm-hmm. and basically they. The way the reason that it looks so different is they constructed a lot of the stuff. They didn't just draw it; they made it. Oh, 3D. like they made stuff out of cardboard and clay and everything. And uh, some of it's painting that Bill Watterson did, but some of it is buildings that they built. Wow! So that's why it looks so cool. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because and you can tell the people are like made of clay. Mm-hmm. And it was a very interesting. The video is very interesting because it talks about the collaboration process. And like how things came to be, it's you know it's like a fifteen minute video, so you have to really sit down and watch it. But um, it's really interesting to see somebody like uh, like Bill Watterson, who is a personal hero of ours, mm-hmm. and a personal hero of mine as a creator, and just to see him say like, "Yeah, I wanted to try something new," and he had that story. He said he had that story in his desk for like ten years or something. It was it was a long time hmm. before he knew he wanted to do with it. So, uh, yeah, if you're interested in, in I, I mean, even if you're a fan of Calvin and Hobbes and, you, and we're telling you it's not the same as Calvin and Hobbes, I would still check it out because it was such an interesting read. It, it left me wondering what was really going on a little bit, you know, like, because the whole story takes place and you're like, okay, this is a fable for adults, but like, what does it mean? Yeah. So there's more like depth in there than it because lo- it, it almost looks like a picture book. Yes. But it's it's not. And I, yeah, it definitely about halfway through for me, I went, oh no, this is, this is about to take a deep turn. Yeah. And so then the rest of the way, I'm just like, oh my gosh, uh, it it definitely at the end I sat there and thought for a good five yeah. ten minutes, what. What are you actually talking about? Right. Well, one thing... It, 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 it was just... Well, no, that's not true. I, I knew what he was talking about, but it was just... It went so much deeper than yeah. what I thought it was going to. For, like you said, it looks like a picture book. It looks so simple. The font is like a classic fairy tale yeah. font. And, and then here you are, three-quarters of the way through, going, Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and one thing they talked about that I thought was really interesting that made that made me pay more attention to the pictures was that they said they wanted the pictures to tell some of the story and they wanted to be almost disconnected from the words. Yes. And they didn't want to do just like literal translation of the words. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because that's a really that's a challenge. Yes. Because when you're when you're putting pictures to any word, that's very tempting to just be like, this is literally what's happening. But to go out of those bounds and try something new like that, I I was I really admired what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I went in a little trepidatious because yeah. I had read some of the reviews. Yeah. And now some were glowing and others were, you know, a little critical. Um, and the critical ones, I think, either either they thought they were going to get Calvin and Hobbes, yeah. but grown up, or um, they were going to get something lighthearted like that. Mm-hmm. And they just, it, they didn't understand the tone and, and the, the direction yeah. the story went. But also makes me wonder if they really understood some of the Calvin and Hobbes right. stories too, because I mean, there was a lot of extra layers to the Calvin and Hobbes strips. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't just you know a kid and his imaginary tiger friend, right? Yeah. Um, so they, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was amazing. I loved the art, yeah. and I spent more time staring at the art because reading. Right. If all you did was read it, you'd be done in a minute. Right. Uh, you know, there's like four lines per page. But the art on the other side was a full page. And it was just, like you said, it was just beautiful, you know. Yeah. It, it, you could tell that there was different layers to the art. Whether it was drawing or, you know, modeling or building yeah oh my gosh well you know i think the thing is like this is one thing i'd like to touch on about like the people who didn't like it because it wasn't coming out artists are constantly evolving um mm-hmm. at least the ones that like to the ones that are challenging themselves are constantly evolving so just to expect the same thing from him especially 25 years later yeah 30 years later mm-hmm. there's no way it's going to be the same because nope. he's grown as an artist and as a person and that's going to influence what he's putting out there it's kind of like when you listen to like a band yep. and you're like oh they're not as good as they used to be it's like well they're just changing because they are tired of, you know they're not tired of it but like it's just natural i think to be you like, can only play the same song the same way so many times correct. in a row yep i get it man i enjoyed it i would thoroughly recommend it it's it's i think it's one that i'll probably reread one yeah. it's an easy read but if you take the time to really just kind of digest it, um, it's it's really impressive. Yeah, it was it was definitely good, and uh, I uh, I was really looking forward to reading it, and didn't really know what to expect. Uh, so I think I went in because I didn't really look at reviews or anything. Mm-hmm. So I kind of went in kind of blind, and I think that's almost the best way to do it yep. because you're not, absolutely yeah you're not you don't have any expectations so. But like you know, it's called the mysteries, and I don't know if it's I don't know if it's in the library system. I haven't looked it up. Um, I was gonna buy it eventually if if I hadn't got it as a gift. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely worth it. Absolutely, good two thumbs gift. up. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Yeah, they really do. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um. So, what else do we talk about? Uh. 
what uh, what kind of uh, nerdy? Well, this is the Christmas episode too, so I guess we could talk about uh, the meaning of Christmas. Oh, the meaning of Christmas. We could talk about that at some point. Indeed. Or we can talk about what we did this month. Why don't we do that? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a little easier. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, so I went. Let's talk about movies. I actually went and saw two movies within the last month. Nice. Uh, one I saw twice. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Sharon and I went and saw the movie Thanksgiving, end of end of November, beginning of December. Um, and if anyone doesn't know, that's kind of a, it's a it's a new take on a eighty slasher movie. Um, it's set in Massachusetts, and um, yeah, people start dying. A, what is it, a year after this tragic accident on a Black Friday shopping? Um, uh, Patrick Dempsey's in it. Okay. He plays the local sheriff. Um, the only other the only other actor I recognized, and I didn't recognize her first, was Gina Gashan. Does that how you say your name? Gershon? I'm not sure. She was in it. It was wildly entertaining. It was just, it was, it literally was just. If you like 80s horror slasher movies, you got to watch it. Okay. It was just fun. It was absurd. The deaths were over the top. Blood splurting everywhere. You got to see the insides of so many different people. <laughs> and, um, you know, a bit of a twist at the end, which was which is always nice. Um, I'm not going to say I was completely fooled, but I also didn't see it coming, I guess. But I wasn't surprised. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, um, we walked away thoroughly enjoyed Good. or entertained by that one. Um, and then about a week later, Sharon and I went and saw Godzilla Minus One. Um, anyone who doesn't know, because this didn't get, obviously, a lot of advertising. Um, so, Toho Studios, who who did the first Godzilla movie and then so many right. iterations afterwards um, basically did a reboot. Um, they they went back to World War II. It's just, it's just the end of World War II. Um, Godzilla is, is a menace. Just an absolute monster. Um, he's not king of the monsters. He's not, you know, he's not... A protector. He's a, he is just an angry, angry, radiated wizard. <laughs> movie was freaking amazing. It was just I did not go into this movie thinking that I would feel so many different emotions in a two-hour span, but they really focused on the human story of it. And so anyone who who knows the original Godzilla, I know you know this. Mm -hmm. Um, you have the two releases, right? You've got Gojira, which is the Japanese release, and then you have the American Godzilla release, mm -hmm. starring Perry Mason himself, Raymond Burr, <laughs> and a couple other people. And and there's a stark difference right. between the two. <laughs> the the context, the the themes are just so much different. Whereas the American version is just kind of a monster movie, yeah. and he's terrorizing. And the Japanese version, it, it's it's more of a deeper look into the horrors of war and and the aftermath and this new one goes back into it you know your main character suffering from ptsd um there's just all these struggles um after the war and then godzilla 
you know, emerges as just, I don't want to say too much because it's just amazing. <laughs> the thing only had like a $15 million budget, that's, I believe. Yeah, that's amazing. A- and it's, it's an absolutely beautiful film. And I will tell you the one thing too is the score for it is haunting. Like they do such a good job of matching up the music in the mood of it with this with the scene it is just my gosh it is just beautiful they reuse some of the classic uh godzilla music from the original movie oh, nice. um when he enters the scene and it was just oh my gosh um but yeah you you're just it, it was fantastic I, I can't say enough good things the the way they designed him his heat his his Heat Ray, um, it, yeah, it was gorgeous. Um, but like I said, I ended up going to see it a second time because when we picked up Wyatt from from college to bring him home, he wanted to go see it. So uh, the day after he got back, me and him went out. Um, and yeah, there were so many times it was hilarious sitting in the theater and I'd look over at him <laughs> and his mouth is just wide open going, they didn't. Oh my God! What did he? What did he do? What is that? Oh my gosh! And yeah, it, it's. I cannot recommend that movie enough. It is oh. it is amazing? Okay, yeah, I definitely want to see it. I, to, when you told me you had seen it, I had didn't even know it was out yet because there was like no advertising for it over here. I don't know why. Mm-mm. If it hadn't have been for TikTok, <laughs> I wouldn't have known it was available. But I saw the reviewer talking about it. I'm like, hmm, well, he's on the West Coast. Of course he got to see it. You know, the, yeah. the coasts always get right. more movies. And I just happened to go online to AMC, and sure enough, there it was. I mean, And they had a lot of showings of it. It wasn't like it was just, you know, sometimes with movies like that, it's like twice yeah. a day. I mean, they had multiple viewings for it. It's interesting. Yeah. You definitely need to do yourself a favor and, and give that a look if you can. Yeah, I will. That's definitely going to make the Daringer uh, film library. Oh yeah, yeah. And that is, you know, that's exclusive. These that's days. that's that is exclusive these days. There's limited space. Yeah, well, that's the problem with physical media. Yes, it is. But yeah, so Godzilla minus one, two thumbs, two thumbs up, way up. Nice by all who watched it. <laughs> we uh, didn't watch anything really new. But I should talk about how me and my dad are marathoning, or uh, well, not, uh, what is the word? Binging. We're binging, re binging Stargate SG1. Ah, yes. Uh, we are halfway, no, we are pretty much done with season four out of ten. Wow. It's a long show, but, and this isn't no modern show where it's only ten episodes. No. There's no. full 20, 24 episodes. But it's funny because we watched this back when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's really funny is back then, this was this predates even Netflix. So we had to get the DVDs from the library. We'd watch several episodes, then we'd run out of time. We'd have to turn it in, get it back on hold, wait for it to come back in. So it took us like a long, long, long time to watch Stargate SG-1 when I was younger. <laughs> but now, you just turn it on. And it just auto plays, and you watch three or four episodes. Well, not really four, but usually two or three episodes a night. 
You're already on almost on season season five. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing how much quicker it is. What a time to be alive. It no really, commercials. No commercials. Yep. Which there weren't commercials on DVD, but no. it's still. But you also had to worry about them skipping. And yeah. You don't have to worry about that on Amazon. But um, it's really cool to rewatch that because you get a different sense of things 15 years later. Ugh. 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much 15 How's years. How's that taste, yeah. buddy? <laughs> It's pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, I think I was 15 at the time when we watched them, 14 or 15, because I was a young high school student. So, but, you know, we were, it was because we talked about sci-fi TV shows Yeah. one time on the podcast, and I was like, man, I really kind of want to watch Stargate again. And that's like one of my, that's like one of my shows with my dad. So we've just had some time at night, and you just kind of take it episode by episode, and eventually you are five seasons in. Uh, what's really funny about it is um, after every episode, Amazon's like, do you like Stargate SG-1? And you have to press, you. it wants you to press a thumbs up. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, we're four seasons, almost five seasons in. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I'm not watching this out of spite. Calm yeah. down. It was know. asking me about the expanse. It's like, I, <laughs> I've gone through six seasons. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so funny. So let me ask you this. Cause, yeah. So I, I watched uh, SG-1 with um, my dad and father-in-law when it was out yeah when, when it was fresh um does it still hold up it's actually you know that's one thing that really catches my um attention the graphics are really good mm-hmm. um for being a sci-fi show from like the late 90s early 2000s yeah it doesn't look hokey nice and and um the technology is a little dated but at the time it was advanced yeah um because it was government technology well the earth technology is a little dated but at the same time, you're like, well, that's like not that dated because they were like years ahead of where we were really at that time. Yeah. Uh, like one character had like a flip phone. And oh. I was like, whoa, that must be expensive. Right. But, you know, it. yeah, I think it holds up. I really do. Good. I've I've always thought about getting back into it because I always enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the movie, which spawned it. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I, now, did you guys watch Stargate Atlantis too? Yes, we or, did. Yeah. We did. Um, Stargate Lands is very good too, but it's just not as quite as good as Stargate SG One to me. Yeah, it's just well, no spinoff is gonna you know, yeah, top the original that I can think of. I mean, maybe something, but this one didn't. I don't think. But I, I liked Stargate Atlantis, but I, I just Stargate yeah. SG One is a little more. Well, I'm glad it still holds up. That's yeah, awesome. it really does. It's it's amazing because uh, I think like we were talking about me and my friend were talking about comedies the other day. Like they don't age well, but I think sci-fi and sometimes sci-fi doesn't age well either because it's like in the year nineteen ninety-four, yeah. you know. But Thunder this, the Barbarians, Thunder Barbarian, yeah. <laughs> but this, this I think does pretty well. They, they have enough alien stuff uh, technology that it doesn't weigh it down too much in our, in, in real science, I guess. Yeah. So well. But that's the fun thing about science fiction, I think. I've always enjoyed, even when I watch old Star Trek episodes, um, I sit there and think, well, they were thinking of this in the 60s. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I've always enjoyed that. I'll have to I'll have to give that a look again, because I'm wanting to get started on something, but it's also nice to have a, a palate cleanser yeah. if I start another series that I've never watched before, but I need a break yeah. to have something in. So maybe I'll do that. I was saying about that or Longmire because I always enjoyed the oh, Longmire. Longmire is supposed to be really good. It yeah. is fantastic. I love Longmire. I've already watched it <laughs> too many times, but yeah. 
if there is such a thing. Right. But yeah. Well, what else you got going um, on? I've been reading more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, as I told you, I was going on a Dark Horse comics bender. Yes. So um, I have been rereading Usagi Yojimbo, oh. uh, which is great always. Yeah. I see it on your shelf right now. Yep. Uh, I've read some Hellboy. I read um, Black Hammer. I've been rereading or reading stuff that I didn't get to before. I just got uh, Lone Wolf and Cub Volume 1 today, which is a manga, mm-hmm. but it's Dark Horse manga. And then I started reading a comic called Depth by Matt Kint. Okay. Uh, or I don't know if it's Depth or it's Department, Department H. H. Department that's, H. That's what the department is, but is, yeah. is that how it's pronounced? The title? I always called it okay. Department H. Because I can't tell because on the pages it says Depth, and I'm like, is it Depth or Department well, H? Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Because I, I want, I read it when it first came out. That was one that Weldy was getting. Really? When we had our little comic book club, and he would share it. I mean, we I always guess, called it Department H. I would say yeah, because there's a period right there. Okay. Yeah. There yeah. we go. So that's interesting. That's kind of, and you know what? The art reminds me of Jeff Lemire. Yes. So that's partly why I was reading it. So I just started reading that like last night, and it's about a murder mystery underwater. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. It, it's it's a fun read. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been uh, I've been reading a lot of Dark Horse comics. Um, I just love their vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, their kind of weird indie vibe. I think one of the comics I picked up today was a Dark Horse oh. comic. Oh. Right? Wasn't it? A dark horse oh, or the no survival street That's yeah Scout. yeah survival street was oh, a dark survival horse street. okay cool. yeah. yeah yeah survival street uh i haven't read it yet but it's basically imagine sesame street um uh, but it's post-apocalyptic yeah <laughs> this continues your streak of weird like reimaginations of childhood things like yes like weapon, weapon round and, and... Right. Mother F. Goose, I see right there. Yeah, Mother F. Goose. So what was the one? Cereal. I read yeah, Cereal. Cereal. Uh, and we talked about that last month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, take that childhood joy and just traumatize it. Right, just bludgeon it to death. Yeah, because, you know, if life isn't trauma enough. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah, just add some more. I'm trying to think what I've read. I read um, the Scott Snyder book, I think I told you about, called yeah. Noctera. That was really good. Real brief synopsis. It's it's there's a darkness that takes over the earth. They call it the the PM. Um, and as a human, you can't stay out in the darkness too long, or it infects you, and you basically become a shadow. So you always have to have these lights on around you, a flashlight or uh, whatnot. And um, and they're trying to get to a certain spot a certain this place where they're working on a way for them to survive and it turns out that's not what's happening and uh things go sideways Mm. um it was a good read so yeah scott snyder which i enjoy a lot of his stuff uh tony s daniel did the art Oh, nice um so yeah it was a it was a good little pickup um enjoyed that very much trying to think if that was i'm sure i read something else but i can't think of it off the top of my head i i know i read some more stuff but i that's the problem with comics is like you read so many or you read like an issue of this and an issue of yeah. that kind of forget that's why i try to put them over there yeah so that i can remember yeah. when we're sitting here i didn't do that this time well you know what i will say speaking of issues yes i completed my first issue of don quixote yes 
Yes. 24 pages done, baby. That's awesome. Uh, and the according to the tracking that they gave me, it will be here on the 26th. The proof will be here on the 26th. That's awesome. So once I approve the proof, the uh, that bad boy will be out in the world. That's awesome. So I'm really excited to see that in person. Um, I only ordered 35 copies because it is expensive, but uh, so it's a limited run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, eventually I'm going to collect them all in a big omnibus. Ooh. You know, the complete collection of the Adventures of Don Quixote. But that book, man, I just started working on it again, and I was like, just doing a page a night, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, I ordered the proof a couple days ago, and uh, I'm waiting and waiting, and it finally shipped today, so... But with the holidays, it'll be a couple days extra, so... Uh-huh. Well, that's awesome. I can't wait. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and yeah. once I... And I need to start... I need to get kind of... I'm kind of in, like, a holiday slump right now where I'm like... Uh, I'm not really going to work on anything until the new year, but I need to work. I need to start uh, adapting issue two. Well, I started adapting issue two, but I need to get going on that, you know, and like, but I'm trying to like balance celebrating one issue with starting another issue. So, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of fun and I hope that people like it. Um, it's definitely pushing my boundaries as to what I'm used to drawing and like, how much I'm used to drawing, but that's really opened me up and makes me feel a lot better because I'm like, okay, I can if I can draw this, maybe I can draw that. Mm-hmm. And really, you just have to take it one, one, not even one page at a time, one panel at a time. Yeah, uh, which is kind of weird because as a whole, you do have to take it multiple pages at a time because you have to know what's going to happen. But like to draw it, because like I've already written it, so to draw it, I have to take it one panel at a time. Because it's like, okay, maybe I can't do this, and then I draw that panel. Okay, I did that. Now I can't do this, but now I draw the one panel and I did it, you know. So, it's it's been a, like a like a very empowering project, and there's been a lot of interest in it. So that's that's really cool to see people who are invested in that, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I know I can't wait. So yeah, I I I don't know how many issues it's going to be total, because I'm kind of like adapting as I go. Because I know that if I wait. And adapt like if I write the whole script first, I'll lose the will. I'll be too overwhelmed mm. to like do it. Okay. So because it's like you know it's like a nine hundred page book. So if I adapt everything first and then, or if I write everything first, I'm gonna be like, well now I have to draw five hundred pages, you know, and I don't want to think about that. So <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good strategy. That's the only way to do it, I think. <laughs> for me, that's the way for me to do it. I don't know. But yeah, so that that's going to come out soon. And then um, Detective Dandy. Detective, I was just going to say, you've, you did your 13th Dandy. I did my 13th Detective Dandy story, which is an origin story as to how Detective Dandy got his start. And um, the cool thing about that is once I get the, those 13 stories looked at by an editor, I am going to go ahead and publish those as well. So sometime early in the new year... Uh, we're going to have a Detective Dandy book. Awesome. It's going to be called Bump in the Night. And Love it. Yeah, I I was like, yeah, that's it. That's the way to go. But it's going to be fun, and uh, it'll collect those first 13 stories. And I'll probably take a break from doing Detective Dandy after that for just a little while because it's like, I, you know, now I'll kind of focus on something else. Because sure. you know how I work. You know how yep. it works. So, um, yeah, so uh, I... 
I'm going to publish that book and hopefully get it into the library so I can have another book in the library. Because my goal really is to see how many different sections of the library I can get a book into. <laughs> That's like my life goal now. So, because I've got one, two, and then I'll have a fic adult fiction. And then who knows where I'm going to go from there. But, uh, yeah, so that'll be fun. And I hope to have a release party again. That was really good last time with... Um, Night of the Slug, that was really fun. Mm -hmm. And so many people came out, and I was really amazed by that. So hopefully we can have another one. Although this one will be different because it will be an adult. Yeah. Not an adult, like a mature book, but it, it's more angled towards adults. So it will be interesting to see how that one goes, um, especially if it's like during the cold months. I don't know how it will go, but yeah, we'll see. You know, If not, I'll just do like a, you know. A, we offer hot cocoa. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if, if people don't want to come out, then I'll just say, like, I'll mail it to them or something. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, writing that last story was so much fun because I got to... Did you read it? I have not read okay, it yet. I don't want, well, the only reason I ask is I, I don't want to spoil too much. But I got to write some characters that are clearly based on comic book characters. Okay. And uh, Well, at least one that's clearly based on a comic book character. And then there's a part where uh, magic words are spoken. And and a few people will recognize the magic words, but you will get okay because they're names. Gotcha. And you'll be like, oh, okay, cool. So it was a lot of fun to write that. And so I'm, I did like twelve stories, and I thought, you know, I owe everybody an origin story, so let's do that. So love it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I enjoy Detective Dandy. It is a really fun thing to write, and. Um, I'm realizing, like, with my love of Hellboy, X-Files, Kolchak, I'm just, like, such a weirdo for monsters. I'm like, <laughs> and now I'm doing my own thing. It's like, well. Well, speaking of weirdo for monsters. Yeah. Before I forget, I, I bought a movie on Voodoo uh -oh. that you're going to have to watch with me. Okay. It's called Werewolf Santa. Oh, you showed me the trailer to that. Yes, I bought it. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that does, you know, that really does a lot for you. It's werewolves and Santa Claus. It, it checks a lot of boxes. It does. It does. <laughs> and I'm sure it's going to be a terrible oh, movie. Oh, yeah, it looks pretty bad. <laughs> it looks pretty bad. So, hey, we'll give a review on that next month. Yeah, next month. <laughs> so, so, speaking of next month, it's the new year. Yes. So, I want to talk about this real quick. Okay. Um, one of my coworkers and my friend does this thing where instead of New Year's resolutions, they put words that they're going to live by, like a word. Oh, okay. So I have, I'm have. i going to let you think about this for a second, and I'll talk about mine because I've already picked mine. Okay. My word is going to be persistent. Okay. Because as you know, I plan on finally writing a novel this mm -hmm. year, like a full-on one-story novel. So my goal is to end some other things. So my goal is to be persistent and stick that out. Okay. Do you have a word that you would like to try and live by? Ooh, courage. Courage, that's a good one. And the courage to finish things that I've started. Yeah. Um, I think you know a couple that yeah. I'm talking about. Um, I, I suffer from the anxiety of finishing things yeah. because the fear of being judged. Right. And if it doesn't live up. Well, what will people think of me? Right. Uh, but then there's also the courage to start new things and do new things. So I like there's that. there's some new projects that I would like to that I've kind of yeah already talked to you about that I'd really love to start working on, and it's just a matter of taking that first step. Yeah, I like that. 
courage. I like that. I like that goal. The, yeah. the or the the concept. The concept of the word. The, we're, we're yeah. Live by the word instead of a resolution. Yeah, it's very interesting. They introduced it to me last year, and so this year I was thinking about it, and I thought, yeah, I want to put out some stuff, uh, more stuff, and instead of like having instead of like doing something for a month and then losing my will to do it Mm -hmm. and then picking it up six months later i want to i want to do it i want to sit down and i want to obviously you don't just write a novel like like you're snapping your fingers but um wait no well maybe with ai now (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i just want to be consistent and persistent so i like that yeah, so that was one thing I wanted to talk about. I didn't want to spring it on you, but I was like, oh. No, I like that, though. Yeah. yeah. Way to put me on the spot. <laughs> well, you came up with an answer really quickly. Yeah. So. Well, now now Sheridan and the kids have something to hold me to, I guess. <laughs> that's it. We as do a, you. Yeah, that's the whole thing. We need accountability. Yeah, that's it. Accountability buddies, as I call oh, them. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All yeah. right. So, yeah, 2024 coming up. Here it is. We are not far away. No. By the time everyone hears this, it'll just be a few days. Yeah. It's already just a few days, really. It is just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any big plans for the holiday? No, we're just getting together as a family and nice. uh, doing the gift thing. What about yeah. you guys? Same. Uh, uh, the last few years, we, we'll, we we're going to do the same thing. We Sharon's family comes over and we spend the morning together and have um, kind of a breakfast um, and then we go up in the afternoon to Ada to, to visit my grandpa and aunt and uncle and cousins. And we have a nice, nice meal together. Nice. So we try to, it's always very low key, but, uh, very enjoyable. So I look forward to it. Very good. It looks like the weather should cooperate. I think yeah. last year we didn't go up because we had gotten some nasty weather down this way. Um, and so the roads weren't exactly perfect and and i had to work the next day this Ugh. this year i work i'm off the day after christmas uh, as well as being off christmas so i have a little bit more freedom nice which is always nice that's good yeah so but yeah i think it's survey question time Yep, i was just getting that pulled up so this month we asked what did we ask what is your favorite version of a Christmas Carol. Uh, yes, a Christmas Carol, exactly. And you got. Do more we have to describe what uh, a Christmas Carol is? I don't think so. Okay. We got. You got uh, a lot of answers. I got a lot of answers, and I will also say, um, I got a lot of in-person answers. Oh, really? Um, so I'm going to go over those first, so I don't forget them. So, um, my buddy Travis, um, we were we were both at a. Um, uh, volunteer event, and so he had he had been talking with another coworker, and so he ended up voting on. Originally, he said he was going to go with George C. Scott, mm-hmm. but then once he found out Scrooged was an option, <laughs> he went with Scrooge. Okay. Um, Allison said that she she went all the way back to the to the like nineteen. 19- 31 with Alistair, oh gosh, oh, I'm going to get drugged for this one, <laughs> can't think of his name, but she went back with, with the classic, um, let's see, 
what was it today? Buddy Jay said Scrooge. Yep. Did Weldy give us an answer? I don't think so. He kind of poo-pooed a Christmas carol. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, shame on you, Weldy. Um, so, yeah. So, I'll go through my answers on here. There's kind of a theme. This one isn't as as wide-reaching right, right. as uh, some of our other questions have been. So, uh, we got a vote for Muppets. Yep. Muppet Christmas Carol from Fallon. Uh, Craig, hello in Japan. Uh, he picked Scrooge. <laughs> um, Chad went with the George C. Scott version. Um, we have a vote from Cindy for the original. Um, my buddy Ryan said the Mickey Mouse Disney one. And then... Um, and then honorable mention to Scrooge. Um, Cousin Misty said George C. Scott and okay. Muppets. Um, your dad said Scrooge. Yeah. Um, we got a vote for Scrooge and the Muppets from Albert. Um, Jeff, buddy Jeff, said the book. He, he rather enjoyed the book. I thought that was a nice That was going to be departure. my answer, the book. Um, now, so... I've never read the book. Really? I have never, as wow. much as I love A Christmas Carol, I don't, I know there's a lot of iterations out there, yeah. and, and some people say it's over, and I absolutely love it. Yeah. I, I love the idea of it. Um, I love the ghosts. I love all the different ways it can be interpreted, and it, the way it's been done. I've never read the book. So my goal is I have a Barnes & Noble gift card. Oh. I, well, that's one of the things I'm going to buy myself okay. is a copy of that. Um, uh, Chuck says he has a very extensive answer, but I, I love his answer. Muppets. Mm -hmm. Michael Caine treats the Muppet characters as though they are just regular actors, and he plays the role as any good actor would. Absolutely brilliant performance on his part. I will say... Um, although the Muppets is not my choice yeah. for best um, version, I do love the Muppets version, and he's right. I mean, it's it's very neat to see how Michael Caine um, interacts with them. Yeah, and I've seen that description before. Like the reason Tim Curry's Treasure Island and Michael Caine's works is Michael Caine treats the Muppets as as fellow actors and tim curry turns himself into a muppet, turns into a muppet. <laughs> and so yeah uh co-worker jenny says muppets hands down and then my cousin jamie says muppets and scrooge <laughs> so um i was not keeping count yeah but <laughs> you've got two originals i think it was two originals two george c scott's and <laughs> one book and the rest That's muppets muppet. and scrooged <laughs> Um, it's interesting because I got Muppets from Megan, followed by Mickey Christmas Carol, which is mm -hmm. your favorite, right? So, my Mick, I love the Mickey's Christmas Carol, but if I'm choosing one, it's the George C. Scott version. Okay. Uh, Bob Corby, who who does space? Yes. Mr. Magoo. Oh, yes. That is a good version. I wanted to watch it, but you have to pay for it. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, Amazon. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Greg says Muppets, closely followed by George C. Scott. Tammy also says Muppets, hands down. So we had two verbatim answers. Hands down. Uh, and then Albert said Muppets or Muppets or Scrooged. And then Lydia says uh, a gif of uh, Michael Caine. So I'm assuming, I'm, I'm that's, assuming that's Muppets. Muppets. So I think 
it's safe to say Muppets is the winner. I, I'd say Muppets is the winner. Muppets is the winner, followed by Scrooge. <laughs> followed by Scrooge, yeah. 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 Kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. This this might get me in. I like Scrooge, but well, I, it would it would be very low on my personal list. I'll do you one better. I've never seen Scrooge. Oh, okay. Well, now I don't feel bad. Good. <laughs> Everyone, Jordan gets the yeah. hate. <laughs> I get the hate mail. It's good. It's fun. Um, but yeah, it's... Every year, I always watch George C. Scott's version, and I always watch the uh, Mickey Mouse yeah. Christmas Carol. Always watch those two. And then we almost always watch the Muppet one, too. And I'm pretty sure the last few years... Um, I'm pretty sure we do. I know we watched it last year. Um, but Sharon, I forgot to mention, Sharon voted Muppet. Maddie voted Muppet. Yeah. Um, but Sharon's comment was, that's probably the one she's seen the least, but it's still really? her favorite. Yeah. Interesting. So, but yeah. Um, I just, there's just something, the George C. Scott one, it's the one I grew up watching yeah. all the time. Now, I did mention this to you, though, and I'm, I need to know from anyone in our audience, did you guys know Chuck Jones of Tom and Jerry, Looney Tunes fame, did an animated Christmas Carol special back in the 70s? I did not know about this until just a few days ago. Um, the animation looks clunky in some spots. Apparently it was a rush to job and it was only 25 minutes, but... Especially the Ghost of Christmas Future looks so much different, and apparently it's supposed to be pretty spot on to how it was described in the book, which unfortunately I've never read. Hopefully that changes next year. <laughs> um, but I've never seen it. You had never heard of it. No. Um, I, I dropped that on you today. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, anyone that's listened to this, have you ever watched the Chuck Jones Christmas Carol special? I'm going to do my best to scour the internet to try to find even a bad copy of it yeah. to watch because I'd love to see what it's like. So Yeah, that would be interesting. Chuck Jones. You know, I saw a picture today that you would like. It mm -hmm. was Boris Karloff reading The Grinch oh. being directed by Chuck Jones. Yeah. I did not know he was involved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that was a cool picture. I, I was like, is that Chuck Jones? That would. I bet that is a cool picture. It was cool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do love, I mean, I know we talked about this last year, the, the, the animated Grinch that stole Christmas. It's the best one. Is, yeah, yeah. Of all those versions, that's the best one. I know Benedict Cumberbatch is, is like the highest grossing Christmas movie ever made. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've never seen it. I, I can't say anything bad about <laughs> it, but I just, I don't know. There's just something about, Frankenstein, yeah, <laughs> narrating a Dr. Seuss book that's just true. When you put it that way, you can't beat it. Oh my gosh, that's just great. Yeah. <laughs> so Christmas, Christmas, the meaning of the meaning of, I think it is the friends we made along the way, mm. as I think is the meaning of every holiday. That's the gift. That's the gift that keeps giving. The gift of Christmas. I think Christmas is. A great time of year because you can make you can let the people know that you're thinking about them, which you should do all the time. Yep. But in our society, it's not as easy, and um, when you got stuff to do, it's not always easy to stop and be like, 
do something for someone. So, you know, it's a great time of year to just, like, get somebody something small, even just a Christmas card. You know, I gave out Christmas cards to everybody at work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's a nice little way to just say, hey, I'm thinking of you yep. this Christmas season. And, uh, yeah, it's a great time. I think everybody kind of tries to be their best self. and Agreed. There's a lot of connotations with Christmas, you know, because it means so much to us. It's almost like, with, you know, summer break, summer means so much to us as kids and growing up because of that imprint. Christmas is the same way where it's like, as kids, it meant so much to us. And, you know, I recently watched the Polar Express for the first time. Mm-hmm. And there's that bell that you can hear yeah I think everybody wants to hear the bell still so I don't know what do you think about Christmas man you you put it pretty good <laughs> it, it you know it changes as you get older yeah you know that's the that's the biggest thing um, when I think about Christmas I think about all the meals held around a table spending time with with friends and family yeah um it's it's just one of those things where I remember I forget who we were talking to, but they were asking for a favorite Christmas memory, and I think I think they were trying to find out, you know, like a favorite gift or a yeah. favorite. And, and I went in a totally different. So at my dad's mom's, so my 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 grandma's, we would we would have get-togethers, and we always had dinner there for Christmas and there'd be a gift exchange, you know, but then we always played games and, and I've, I, maybe I've said this before in last year, but one of my favorite memories is we, we were, we were playing, um, Pictionary and my dad and I just went on this run where I was guessing everything he was drawing. He was guessing everything I was drawing. And one of them was he, he just drew like half of an animal head and I guessed hippopotamus <laughs> and that's what it was and he about fell over out of his chair laughing so hard I've never seen my dad laugh that hard um, and it was it was just hilarious and my grandma was sitting there laughing um, that's just that's a fun memory yeah um, so yeah and hopefully I guess my goal is or my hope is is that you know 30 years from now my kids can look back and have the same kind of memories so yeah. that's what christmas is that's and the cool. holiday season not just right. christmas the whole holiday season is i just hope hopefully everyone can can register some downloadable memories that yeah. they can look back on and smile that's great i like that so make some memories this christmas yeah and this new year's and hanukkah and kwanzaa all the days yeah you know, make the most of them. make the most of them because you know, yeah. Just make the most of them. Yep, so, absolutely, absolutely. I think, I think we are uh, really tapping into what Christmas is about here. Yeah, agreed. So, so yeah. So as we as we bid you good night, we hope you have a lovely holiday season. Yeah. We hope it's full of love and laughter and safe travels. Yeah. And hopefully you join us next year. We appreciate spending another year with us. Yeah. As we ramble on and on and on about the things that we like, and hopefully you guys like them too. I know I love getting messages from everyone yeah. when they say, "Oh man, yeah, I hadn't thought about that." <laughs> um, my my buddy Ryan, when we talked when we did last month's, he texted me. He he remembered the night from the movie theater and that oh. night when I was talking about. So it's 
That's why that's why I love doing this. Yeah, it's definitely been fun, and I'm glad everybody's been listening and uh, supporting, supportive, and answering our week our monthly questions is really nice. We'll yes. have to come up with a good one for next month. We will have to come up with. Oh, a good I think one. you already have it though. Well, I won't say it on the air. Oh, okay. I think you already picked one. Gotcha. Which I liked. So okay. But yeah, we just we appreciate you, and uh, the real Christmas gift is you guys listening to us, and you know, tuning in when you can, and giving us feedback, and you know, yeah, just being Can't nerdy with enough. us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being nerdy with us. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, have a great holiday season, and we'll see you in twenty twenty four. Stay nerdy.